Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are talking about the unforgivable sin. What is it? Do you need to fear it? And ultimately, does it really even have any ramifications in today's day and age? Fuller, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome back, Fuller. What's going on, Mark? Dude, what do you think of this Lindgren original track? Um, this is week three yeah, of Paul Lindgren. It's uh, it's happy. My know, voice just cracked. Like you know, Paul, if you're listening right now, um, I'm a little disappointed. You know, it's so catchy that it doesn't leave my mind. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed in that. Wait, wait, wait. So, so, so you're disappointed that it's too good? It's too good. It's, it's um, yeah. Bro, okay, actually, good. I don't think I told you this. So, on Spotify, I have a big mood playlist. Like have I told you this? It's called Big Mood. No. That's all it's called. So, whenever I get, like, okay, like, Avi, like, like he's in there. I got like, It's, it's kind of like my yeah. indie folk, but it has that, like... And you put Paul Lindgren in it's it. It's when you listen, you make that nasty face when they get those notes. Well, Ooh. no, I got Fool's Gold. I've been rocking yeah. to Fool's Gold yeah. by Paul Lindgren. It's a that rocking chair. Fool's Gold. Well, it's just that... Like it's just, my it's just so good. The daddy's word, word of God. Yeah, I'm the daddy. Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah, and I got a great. I also have a. So that's from the. In case our listeners don't know, Paul and Grown, where we've been album. That's and that's where the original RTC intro was par- from. Paradise. From Paradise, yep, right? Exactly. And so. um, also another fun fact: I got some tips up in that that episode. Or not episode, not that. I'm thinking episode up in that playlist. I got me some John Tiz, which fun fact, he just dropped his EP today. Did he? I don't know if you saw that. So the the original tracks that he gave us for our listeners to get, which we still have free downloads of. You can always go back a few episodes to the show notes with him and download those. But he dropped his new EP today featuring that one new track, um, Wild Things, the wild questions. Things. Wild things. It's it's that twang, man. Yeah, it's that he, absolute that, twang. He's got that good old mountain music feel to it. See, you love that mountain I music. I got my good old mountain music. Yeah, sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Fuller's original. But Fuller also does a, other original things, trying to segue out of that. Dude, we're drinking RTC coffee again tonight. I'm telling you what, man. It's like so <laughs> I get here and... Mark's like, hey, man, like, yeah, RTC coffee is real good, but I just got a new bag of Starbucks coffee from Ethiopia. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'll smell it. And, like, I smell it, and I'm like, oh, wow, that is, like, <laughs> pungent. Uh, and, you're getting bu- you're getting to your, used to your bougie hipster coffee. But then I, I brought it over to Mark, and I'm like, Mark, all right, smell the Starbucks. Don't, don't, don't tell him what you Are you going to tell him what you said to me? <laughs> smell the Starbucks. And he smelled it, and he's like, I yeah. Smelled it. It's, it he's smells like, like Starbucks. He's like, that smells like Starbucks. I'm like, smell mine. And he's like, that smells like warm, like fuzzy feelings. And it's like. RTC, not not Starbucks. Not no, Starbucks, no, no, yeah, RTC, no, RTC smells like the warm fuzzies. I can't. I've tried to drink the, the store-bought, and I can't do it anymore. Janiel's like, hey, we still got like three bags of coffee from Aldi. And I'm like, I can't. Like I can drink, I drink at work all day long. RTC coffee black. I've never been able to drink black coffee in my life, 
and I can drink it all day long. Here's your other fun fact. Our uh, our good friend of the podcast, uh, Brandon Soche, Soche, he drank it black the other day, too. Yeah. And it, it was so good yesterday. And, and he's been not drinking as much coffee. So if he's listening, I'm, I'm going to rat him out. Sorry. He's not drinking as much coffee. However, yesterday, what was today? Today's Friday. Yeah. So yesterday, he walks in my office. He's like, so are you making coffee today? And I'm like... Well, I mean, I was just going to make like a Keurig. I got like caribou. I was going to drink that. And he's right. like, I'm like, do you want me to make you more coffee? And he goes, uh-huh, please. <laughs> so, so Shay's even begging for some RTC coffee. Some of the Fuller blend. So, so okay. So I got to ask because now I'm curious because okay. Fuller and I were talking, you know, there's different ways to do it. So how do you actually, this is, has nothing to do with the conversation wow, topic. So if you want to like, fast forward, have fun. Yeah. But how do you, <laughs> in 30 seconds, how do you actually start to finish brew your coffee? Brew it or no, no, roast no, it? not brew it. Roast it, roast it, not uh, brew it. First, you have to buy the green beans. I happen to buy mine from a distributor who gets them from single farms, not from like the big macho plantations that supply everybody. But these are from single farms, and uh, I take it and I, I have a, a bell. It's called a Belmore. A Belmore. A Belmore 1600 plus is the okay. roaster that I use. Auto, is it like automatic where it spins itself, or do you have to hand crank it while it No, roasts? it spins itself. It's oh, a little, cool. It's a little drum with the heating elements, and it spins itself, and then I just temperature and time to get the roast that we have today. And again, we're drinking the, the Mexican high grown, which we've mentioned the past few podcasts, because I, I bought a lot of the, those beans, and so mm. that's what I've been roasting. But it's so different, dude. Like, like I love Costa Rican. I love Peruvian. I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Colombian. It's not my favorite. It's very rich and very warm, but it's got such a smooth finish. Like, uh, yeah, I'm turning into a coffee snob, and I mm. never thought I would. Because, like, Mark and I had these conversations years ago about yep. Mark's like, I'm a coffee snob, and I'm like, I'm more of a tea snob. Yeah, you always And were. then mm-hmm. I've really gotten into this whole thing because of guys I work with, and it's like, no, I'm turning into a coffee snob to where I can't even drink store-bought coffee. It's that bad. You're just that bad. Yeah. There's there's a new place in downtown South Bend. You mean you got, you, you, we got to go to it, bro. There's a barbershop inside, or there's a barbershop and a coffee shop inside the barbershop. It's Embassy w- Coffee out of Goshen. Wait a second here. Hang on. Time out. Yes. Okay. A hipster coffee, or hipster I don't barbershop. know if I want to drink coffee where people are getting their hair cut and have, like, people's hair fly in my coffee. Well, that's not how coronavirus spreads, bro. No, <laughs> no, but it's how nastiness spreads. Well, I don't know how it's laid out, but it looks like a cool little vibe, though, man. All right. And and let's be honest, we'll I check mean, it out. so if you want to come check it out with us, uh, let, let us it, know. Let us know. And so speaking of people letting us know, oh yes, do we have any more comments, reviews, or anything? We had, uh, I forget the the user handler's name from. Was it Mama couple, something? Mama something. Mama Yates, I think. Yeah, Mama Yates four. That's what it was from a couple weeks back. Mama Yates for We're still waiting for her. We're still to get waiting a hold to hear of, back. Get a hold of us. We have something special for you if you're listening. So uh, And we've had some people reach out to us on Instagram and other things, which is super cool. So, but but and, and it's great. You know, you've reached out. That's the first step. Next, you gotta let us know how we can get you your special gift. And then if you send us money, we'll give you an indulgence and you can make sure you get out of purgatory a little quicker. Is no wait, wait I'm, what? I'm just, you've been I'm totally... you've been going over this unforgivable sin thing for a long, <laughs> a long I've been time, chewing man. over Catholic dogma <laughs> for a long time. No, but seriously, if so so reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, dope, awesome, love it. Let's continue with that's what social media is about. Right. But if you want the RTC beginner swag, 
the the the, the little the buttons, star, the starter pack, the starter pack with the buttons and the stickers, the car stickers. Leave the us car a review on right. Apple iTunes and a and a, a note from your RTC podcasting hosts. Mm-hmm. We'll sign and seal it and deliver it. Right, exactly. It's gonna be beautiful. But, Anyways, but we did get some more reviews. Right, Here so is one from. Oh, this is from our friend Jagger. Jagger, you wrote us a review. Jagger Thank you. wrote us a review. So Jagger, and actually, so he texted me today um, from the episode about salvation. And is it just mm. designed to get out of hell or not? Yeah. And he's like, dude, when you said it's not the it's it's the great commission, not the great suggestion, he's like, that hit me square between the eyes. So yeah. I know he's an avid listener. And he was featured on episode like five, oh, six. Well, you read that comment and I'll find out okay. which one. So this up. is from Jagger and up it's titled A Podcast That Will Make You Think. It's always interesting to hear Christians like Mark and Fuller who are not afraid to go against the grain. Mm. It really pushes you to think and open your mind to new perspectives on how to follow Christ in an anti-God world. We wow. talked about the post-Christian world that yeah. we're in. Yep. So, so Jagger, bro, you already got your swag. But if you want some more swag, I got you. We'll get, we'll get, we got to get him the the letter from his RTC host. Oh, he but needs he the was letter. featured on episodes eight and nine, eight and the nine, teen and college Jagger. students part one and two, and how they interact and deal with their Christianity in their school environment. And it's really fun because uh, we had two college kids and two high schoolers. Right. Um, That was a good episode. Carly actually is getting married in about a month. Really? A month and a half. She's getting married to my old high school best friend's younger brother. So Is that the one she was dating when she was Mm -hmm. on the podcast? Yeah, that's what I thought. Clay Clay. Baby. I call him Clay Baby. Yeah, right. It's Clay Baby. So he's been coming to church, too, so it's been awesome. But but either way, Jagger, thank you for the review. If you also are a listener, we would love to get your review because here's the deal, all right? We produce this podcast for completely free, but it takes a lot of time. Well, it costs us too. Well, it costs us. In <laughs> fact, we're about to drop some more money on yeah. some more things. We but try to make it a great experience for our listeners. Right. We want to, it's, it's conversations, man. Like, and this isn't a quick 15 minutes. Here's 10 ways to make your life better. No, we I, want to chat about right. this. Right. And, and I just want to throw out there that, I mean, we have been working on some better swag. We've been coming up with a couple of different shirt designs that we would like to get uh, rolling here soon. Bro, we're going to have some tote bags too. Yeah. And and get funny. our coffee mugs rolling out again, so everybody can. And, and when are we gonna start it. selling our coffee, though, bro? Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, that's a whole nother some story. mini bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe some sampler bags we'll toss in. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, we got some good things coming to you guys uh, later this year. Um, make it available for you guys to purchase. Uh, and I mean, we're not looking to get rich off of this. Just uh, basically cover cover costs yeah, just help, help us help do us it. help us be able to cover the cost of this yeah so. if, if for, for those of you guys who have started podcasts besides just talking into your phone or your airpods it ain't cheap to do this stuff and nope. it takes a lot of time so the least you can do is leave us a review share our stuff on facebook like it on instagram you and, know share and, to your stories start conversations right. and and if you you comment and leave us a review. We'll I right mean, back. You're getting some swag. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a, we've t- we've gone off we've topic. We've gone for off long topic. Enough. So let's talk about the sin that is unforgivable by God. All right. <laughs> let's let's just dive right in. Let's head talk first. about it. So don't even hold your breath. Before just, just dive in. before we even talk about where the scripture comes from, I want to tell you a little story, Fuller. Okay. Let's tell you a story. So it's I'm, not I'm really a, a real story. It's it's oh, it's a story okay. from Mark's. When Mark was a little kid. When Mark was a little kid. <laughs> Did you just like silently burp into the mic? <laughs> you know I call you out on all it's that. It's the RTC coffee, bro. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the... Woo. 
it came back up. But I also had sun chips at the same time, so that's probably oh, a bad combo. It is a horrible combo. And I ate dinner like a half hour ago, so it's a good time. But um, no, so when I was a kid, I always had a fear of... Okay, so I was a... Wait, is this a real story? Yeah, this is a real story. Okay. This is not a made-up Mark story. So I was known as a troublemaker. Um, I, I would, but, but a different kind of troublemaker though. So I would pick on my sister. She's a year older than me. We have videos of me making her cry 24 seven. I was playing football and tackled her first tooth out. Wow. We were, I was boxing my younger brother and punched his first tooth out. So I got a good streak. You're violent. Um, well, not violent. It's just, I'm an athlete and they're not. So it's just what it is. So <laughs> But, um, wow. it's just, it's okay. But so, but I always, no matter what, I pushed the limit. I pushed the line. If mom said, Hey, don't cross that line over there. I would get as close as humanly possible. But I also had a very big fear though, of letting down mom and dad. So mm-hmm. even though I was okay, getting in trouble, I had a big fear of letting down mom and dad. So whenever I would do something, and that's the unforgivable sin. That's it right there. <laughs> but, but I would hide. Like I remember oh. there was one time where I did something wrong and I got in trouble for it. And I actually went and locked myself in the bathroom for well over a half hour. And my mom was like, yeah, he's sat in time out longer than I would have made him sit. So my that was my punishment was to sit on the toilet and freak out. Um, so you're, what you're saying is you're a mini Adam. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Just, just I wasn't just wanted to just, just, just I wasn't naked. I, I had clothes on. Well, so, I mean, you were on the toilet. Well, I wasn't like I wasn't pooping. I'm just chilling because there's nowhere else to sit. Um, but so I'd sit in there for forever. I remember when I'd get in trouble and my mom would, you know, I would get disciplined by mom, you know, go to your bedroom until your dad comes home. And I would just sit on my bed and be terrified. I remember putting pillows and books in my pants so the spankers wouldn't hurt too I bad. I think every child did but, that. But I always had this fear of would, would I ever do something that mom and dad would eventually just say, that's it, you're screwed, mm, you're done. Yeah. And and I think a lot of that a lot of that mindset is what we carry into our conversation with God about. Where it seems like, you know, I've talked with uh, a few teens. There's even adults. I was actually reading a lot of people who are who were calling into these various chat lines and blog posts and stuff like that. And they were asking questions of, you know, oh, my friend did this. Could, will God forgive that? Right. Um, it, it's a lot of the Catholic dogma believes that suicide is a sin that God will never forgive. Mm, um, yeah. There's a lot of people who believe that affairs or marriage, divorce, remarriage, divorce, remarriage is a, is the unforgivable, like not not the unforgivable sin, but right. sins that go so far that God is just like, nah, screw it, I ain't, I ain't doing this anymore. So, th- okay, before you go on, I, w- I want to hit on something. Since you got to tell a story, I'm going to tell a story. You're going to tell, dude. You just lean back in your chair, I, dude. I'm like halfway reclined right now. But anyways, uh, you mentioned something there about uh, people think that suicide is like an unforgivable sin, right? <clears throat> Fun, but not funny. Fact. Um, I used to believe that. I used to believe that wholeheartedly, and I think um, most people do still do. Yeah, it took uh, it took God showing me that that's not necessarily true. And no. if you want to have that conversation, listeners, let us know. We can have that conversation because because some people will say that suicide is the most selfish thing it, you could oh, ever definitely. do. Oh, definitely. And and I'm not saying. I mean, we're commanded not to to murder, and so taking a life, whether it's yours or somebody else's, is still considered that. But And that goes back to the personhood theory of what makes a human a human. A human is just someone made in the image of God. Correct. So but you're anyways, that. I don't want to go too far into that because right. I want to stay on topic. But uh, yeah, if, if you guys want us to have that conversation with you, let us know. That would be a hard one, man. It, it would, that be, would be a hard it one. It would be rough. Would That'd be rough. be rough. But but so, it was, was that your story? That was it. I just wanted to say that 
you know, like a lot of believers out there, you had mentioned and alluded that a lot of people still believe it. Um, I I was one of them. I was one of them. I was so hardcore into into believing that that I would actually get in debates in college. Oh, really? Uh, with people about it down at uh, PCC. At PCC, yeah, Pensacola yep, Christian. Exactly. Don't go there, so, college. <laughs> I'm not going into that, but yes, uh, yeah. So uh, I just wanted, you know, I wanted to say that God changed my heart, and my mind on that. Uh, and if you want to know why, we can have that conversation. Yeah. So before we get into some of the ramifications, let's actually go to the scripture where where we see it read. Right. Um, so in the synoptic gospel, syn- synoptic gospels, which you know what the synoptic gospels are. You know me, I'm just a steel worker, so these big terminology <laughs> of the Christianese I am not familiar with. The synoptic, uh, so so Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all kind of written the same way. Yep, yep. You know, and then John is its own separate bear. So right. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, normally if a story's in one, it's in the others. Right. Sometimes it's fleshed out more, sometimes fleshed out less. But, but either way, um, John does not record when Jesus talked about blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And that wasn't the purpose of, of the Gospel of John. But in, in Mark... Uh, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all three of those spots talk about the fact that there is a sin that God will not forgive. The main mm-hmm. one comes from Matthew twelve thirty through 32, and it says this. Um, this is Jesus speaking, so words in red. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. Therefore, I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be, forg- or will be forgiven. But the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, which is Jesus, will be forgiven. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, mm. either in this age or the age to come. Sorry, that's, that's a little hard for me to read. That was out of the ESV, and your boy don't read the ESV too yeah, much, so that was harder than the King Jimmy. Um, but so right there we see that there, um, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be. You can blaspheme Jesus, but if you blaspheme right. the Holy Spirit, it won't be forgiven. Um, and then Mark says the same thing. Mark is a, a, a short to the point. He says, truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, but whatever blasphemies, and, and, and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemies against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of eternal sin. And then in Luke, it, it pretty much says the same thing. Um, everyone who acknowledges me before... Oh, this is where it talks about, um, if you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before the Father. But if right. you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. Right. That's a whole other conversation. We're not getting that into that one tonight. But it does say, whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, me, will be forgiven. But the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. That's a lot of weight, dude. That's That's heavy, yeah. I mean, three different places say that Jesus said that whoever blasphemes, or, or not just whoever blasphemes, but the fact of there is a sin, there is something that you can do as a human being that God will not forgive. And some people talk about not in this age or the age to come, as in, oh, well, there will be like a second chance, universalist, uh, purgatory, whatever. Yeah, some people right. use that verse to say that. Right. I think that means something different. That usually comes like out of like the Catholic Church teachings. And right, stuff right, like that, right. But, yeah. um, but at, at the end of the day, right here, it flat out says that there is a sin that someone can do that God will not forgive. Right. Yeah. And interestingly enough, we've we've actually had this conversation on our Facebook page with a listener. Oh, uh, that was a months, while ago. Months and months ago. Yeah. yeah. That was before Christmas. I yep. mean, so that was a while ago. But yeah, we actually debated this 
on Facebook and gave the scriptures behind it. But yeah, anyways, continue on. Sorry. No, no, no. But but so that's that's kind of where the end thought is there. But I guess the question here that that we have to ask is, what is that specific sin that God won't forgive? Because it seems mm. like so many people are so terrified of, oh my goodness, if I do the wrong thing, I am no longer a Christian. I am no longer able to be forgiven. God will not forgive me. Right. And it always seems like the wrong people, in my opinion, are the ones who are scared most of this. Mm. Because it seems like the Christians who are called by God, who are redeemed by Him, are the ones that are so scared that they may end up not being forgiven by God. So so let me ask you this then, Fuller. Um, why do you think, that, the conversation time, why do you think so many Christians are scared that they can do something that God won't forgive. That's a uh, that's a pretty deep question, Mark. Um, I know you weren't ready for it, dude. That came out of left field. Yeah, you know, usually your show notes have at least some of the questions, but all right. my show notes have <clears throat> nothing. Restate the question one more time for me. No, that's always fun for me to do. Why do so many Christians not do? Why are so many Christians scared that God will not forgive them of something? Not unbelievers, but why are um, so many Christians scared that they can do something that God won't forgive? I think, uh, you know, as a Christian, I believe that we can't lose our salvation. But Scripture says that there is one aspect that we could, right? Well, well is it talking about lose our salvation, or is it talking about well, that there's just something God can't forgive? Right, right, exactly. So, um, yeah, I guess there's a difference there. Um so why Christians are scared of it, I I mean, if you're a Christian, I don't think you would actually blaspheme the Holy Spirit, so I think there's nothing to be scared of. Mm, okay. That's kind of my thought process behind it. So it's kind of the idea of because why, if, why would Because if be? you are a quote-unquote Christian and you're blaspheming the Holy Spirit, then I question whether you really are a Christian or not. Mm, okay, so, and, and, and you know, we also got to look at the context of but, Who on earth is Jesus even talking to here, you know? Right, and, and we also need to to identify what our thoughts are on what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Hmm, okay. So so, so a couple topics that we need to cover is just the fact of who was Jesus talking to, Right. what does blasphemy against the Holy Spirit mean, Right. and and also, are there different types of sins? I think that goes into this conversation conversation too. Right. Um, so, so right off the bat, I think it's pretty obvious when you look at the whole context of uh, Matthew chapter 12. Um, we like to just pick this little verse out, right. but in reality, and this is the fun thing, you know, when the Bible was written, there was no verses. There was no pericopes. There were no headings. It was just a letter. And sometimes we forget that it kind of all goes together, you know? Right. Um, because in uh, in Matthew 12, at the very beginning, we see that Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, where it's the fact of man wasn't made for Sabbath, Sabbath was made for man. And then Jesus went and healed somebody. And then Jesus went and healed another person. And then all of a sudden, the Pharisees are like, they're seeing these amazing miracles. They're seeing all these different things, and they're saying, "Oh, the power that Jesus had, no, that's that's obviously Satan. Like that right. has nothing to do with Jesus at all." And so, who Jesus is specifically talking to here, I think, this might be a bit of a bold statement. Might be a bit of a bold statement, but I think we, before we can even ask the question of, is there an unforgivable sin in our day and age? You know, Jesus was speaking to a very specific audience, mm-hmm. and he said, "You can hate me. You can." I mean, he basically, he said, "You can hate me. You can kill me. You can do whatever you want to me." 
But the second that you give the power of the Holy Spirit and say, you know what, that's the work of Satan. Right. That is not Jesus. No, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's when it, it becomes unforgivable. And, you know, this is what kind of interesting is the fact of um, the Apostle Paul kind of mentioned this, where he said he persecuted Jesus in ignorance, whereas these are people who it's kind of underscored a little bit, but I actually believe this, that the Pharisees actually believed that this guy could be the Messiah, that he is mm. the Son of God. However, what did the Pharisees have to lose? Everything. Right. I mean, they, they had to lose everything. That's why they wanted him killed, that he was right. making all these claims, but he was doing all these miracles, and they could not rebuttal them. In fact, Nicodemus, Nicodemus who was a Sadducee, he even became a follower of Jesus. He's the one who took helped take Jesus off the cross and gave him his burial. Nicodemus was that guy. Um, so, so many of these Pharisees believe that, you know what, this is the Son of God, but you know what, nah, it really can't be. It can't be. It's got to be the work of Satan. Right. You know, so, so right off the bat, it's one of those things that these are people who, in my opinion, know who Jesus is, their eyes have been enlightened, their eyes have been illumined, which this is why I, I don't believe in irresistible grace right. with, with Calvin's teachings, is because obviously— they knew that he was the Son of God, but still attributed it to Satan. Correct. And that the power that was in him was the power of God. And he, they're like, nope, that's obviously Satan. And when that's when Jesus goes, dude, a house to, like, why would Satan be casting out his own? A house divided of itself can't stand. So, so right off the bat, we see that Jesus talking to the yeah, Pharisees. Right, yeah. He was, he was uh, calling them out on um, what they were doing. I mean, they were trying to trap them. They always were. And, uh, and he was rightfully calling them out mm -hmm. um, that they were trying to divide the house. You know, the Pharisees and Sadducees back during that time period um, were highly thought of people. They were like, uh, you know, if you think of uh, your Hollywood crush nowadays, like how people view their Hollywood crush. Like oh, they're, they're I thought like you meant star mine specifically. No, 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 like, no, 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 bro, no, no. Why are you calling in, me in, out? In general, yep, but yep, yep. they're starstruck, right? Right, yep. And I think that that's how people were because these were the men that were supposed to be like so close to God, they could enter the temple, you know, that type of thing. So to um, basically what they said, they believed that was from God. And so um, they were trying to confuse and divide the believers and those who were listening um, of Christ. They were trying to divide them and, and get them away from them because exactly what you, you had said that, uh, they didn't personally want to give up their own life. They had these riches and uh, kind of to say they had this power, you know, this worldly power that uh, they didn't want to give up and they didn't want to um, give up everything they had and, and take up their cross and follow him. Mm. So so yeah. I guess the next question that we have to roll into then is, what is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Mm. What do you yeah. think, bro? What do you think? <sighs> That's a talk about it. Talk about <laughs> it. Talk about it. That's a big one, and it's uh, there's a lot of different views on it. Uh, you know, I've heard the view of uh, if you've ever in your life said that God wasn't true, or you know, the the that God was fictional, that that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've heard people say um, that if you use the Lord's name in vain, that's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the way I kind of believe it. Uh, and I'm trying to remember what scripture it is, so I'm going to refer to my scriptural encyclopedia, Mark Hyde. Uh, but the Bible talks about, <clears throat> and Paul, I'm thinking of Paul Lindgren because him and I discussed this scripture like a month and a half ago. But uh, the Bible talks about how 
when you know the truth. Oh, the truth will set you free. Well, no, no, no. Right, that, no, 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 not, not that, that one. one. Oh, I was getting too but excited. when you know the truth and you deny the truth, there is no longer, how does it go? There is no longer salvation for you. I think that's how it goes. I'll have to look it up. But uh, to me, it's it's more or less um, like the Pharisees, like you were saying. They knew that Christ was the Son of God, and yet they they were saying he wasn't the Son of God, so much so where they hated him and had him killed. Um, that was a blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit and God and Christ were three in one. So what you do to one, you're doing to the other, and the heart behind it is what happened. Um, it, so to me, it's it's more of you know the truth, you know Christ. Um it goes back to that verse where it's like you've you've tasted the heavenly gift, you've seen yes. it, you you've yes. witnessed it, you've yeah. experienced it. Right. That one verse you're talking about came out of Hebrews ten twenty six, I believe, right. where if we deliberately keep on sitting after we have received the knowledge of the truth, and not right. just received it, but understand the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is well, left that can cover these <clears> sins. And usually the the argument next would be from people would be like, well, what about when Paul says? Uh, you know, the things I, I don't want to do, I do. And we've mentioned this on the podcast. Um, but the things I don't, or the things I don't want to do, I do. And the things I want to do, I don't do. So there's a, there's a little bit of difference here. And I want to go ahead and explain this difference out. Uh, when you're a Christian and you sin, okay, um, normally the Holy Spirit will convict you. And you will feel bad and horrible about the sin you committed. Uh, the scripture talks about if you continue to have, I think I'm trying to remember. What, I'm horrible with scriptures <laughs> right now. Scripture references. You need more coffee, bro. But uh, this is what happens when you get up at three thirty in the morning and then come <laughs> at ten o'clock at night or nine o'clock at night and podcast. But um, <laughs> it's because we love you, listeners. Um, keep going, bro. You got this. So now I lost my train of thought. Man, this always happens to me when we podcast. But uh, so basically. We're going through, and uh, we've known the truth, right? Right. And uh, we commit the sin, and we feel bad about it, and we repent. You know, it, even though it's habitual, which you have to be careful with, because habitual sins um, can o- often lead to the hardness of your heart, and then you stop hearing from the Holy Spirit, so you're in dangerous territory. Mm. Um, you know, Christ said to the disciples when, when Peter asked him, um, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times, which we've talked about in the, in the previous podcast. That was a lot back then. Right. Well, that was, that was above and beyond what the Jewish rabbis even taught. Right. And Jesus said what? No, seven times seven. Yeah. Seven, no, 70, 70 times 70 seven. Times yeah. Seven. 490, which is an astronomical number back in those days. Um, and, and not just for any sin, the same, the same repeated sin. sin. So I'm not saying like, Oh, you do, you know, you lie 10 times in your life. Now, now you're going to, Christ is like, your heart, your heart is hardened and Christ is going to turn you into reprobate mind. I'm not saying that. But when you're, the, the difference between the Pharisees and a Christian, right? A true believer is that the Holy Spirit works on them when they're having, when they do these sins. And like what Paul was talking about, that scripture we were talking about. The, the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit is say, um, Say I knew I know por- pornography is wrong, right? Right. But I'm going to tell people it's right, and I'm going to believe it so much so that I'm going to deny that it's wrong. And in my heart of hearts, 
I'm going to say, I don't care that it's wrong. I'm going to do this always. So that to me, because you know the truth, right? That's kind of the blasphemy, like a slap in the face to the Holy Spirit. Okay. So that's kind of my thought process behind it. I don't know if that all makes sense to you. Well, well, here's something I struggle with. And, and I was going, like I was reading through First John as fast as I humanly possibly could. Um, that's one of my favorite books. I mentioned that. It's my, my favorite book right. overall. Um, you know, there's so many passages where, like in First John 1, it talks about um, that we're supposed to confess our sins to one another. Um, bring them into the light, and and we'll find forgiveness and freedom and mercy and grace when when they're brought to light. Right, and and that's what we talked about this on dudes and dads. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. And that's what you and I have done. I mean, there's been times where I'm like, I haven't sinned against you, but bro, I just gotta confess this, bring it into the light. Right. Um. But at the same time, we see, you know, we talk about if you mention, oh, I have no, you have no sin in you. Well, that makes you a liar, and the truth isn't in you. Right. And then right there in the next passage in First John two. It talks about that those who are in Jesus don't sin. So it's like, okay, what on earth does right. does does that mean? And it talks about that um, if you say you're in the light but you hate your brother, no, you're actually living in darkness. And then it goes on for everyone in chapter 3. Everyone who commits sin practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed so he might take away the sins, for there's no sin in him. Oh, and this is where it is. Everyone who remains in him does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or know, known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Um, and then even in, in chapter 5, and this is where a lot of Catholics take this conversation. So right. um, I, I, I kind of mentioned this. Um, this is kind of what I've been doing a lot lately, is I've been listening to a lot of Catholic apologetics. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and, and this is not for me to become Catholic. This is for right. me to help understand. Research. Yeah, Research yeah. Purposes. Like, in fact, I was actually able to have a sit-down conversation with a teenager, a friend of one of my students, right. who actually, he knows Catholic dogma real good. And in fact, what was funny was, I would ask him a question, he would explain, he goes, well, and then I would finish explaining it for him, because I knew things better than he did in the Catholicism world. Mm-hmm. But I do that so that way I can seek to understand, ask the right questions, and so, hey, I put the time and effort in understanding what you believe, so now it's time for you to hear me. Right. Um, but a lot of Catholics will take this view of the unpardonable sin and go, you know what, this shows that there are different levels to sin. And then when you go into 1 John 5, 13-17, it talks about that you're supposed to go to your brother to, to turn him. Right. Like you're, right. you're, you're, you're supposed to always pray for your brother until they commit the sin, and it's a sin unto death. And then... Um, and it says, there is a sin that leads to death. I do, not, uh, I do not say that one should pray for that. All wrongdoing is in, uh, all wrongdoing is in, but there's a sin that does not lead to death. In other words, I, basically, there's a sin that leads to death, and there's a sin that doesn't lead to death. Right. If your brother's already doing the sin that's leading to death, you ain't got to pray for him no more. You, 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 you ain't got to work on it anymore. And I'm like, okay, so 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 how do I wrestle with this tension in First in John? Because Catholics will say, okay, because... There's that old adage where it's like, you know, how man sees sin, and there's big sins, little sins, big sins, right. but then when God's looking down at the top, and all sin is sin to God. Right. But Catholics will say, no, 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 no. There's venial sins, which are just sins that you commit without really realizing it. Then there's mortal sins, which actually can completely separate you from God, and those are sins that you know are bad, and you're like, nope, I'm still going to do them anyways. Right. Um, and they include going to Mass in that category, which I thought was actually fascinating. Hmm. Um so, so, but what but, I agree with the statement that you made about um, God looks down from above and sees sin as sin. So, I think of it this way: you're you you have a fishing boat, and you're out on in the ocean, 
any ocean, pick an ocean. Uh, Indian. Okay, the Indian Ocean. Warm. And you've got 15-foot waves, and you're the, they're crashing on your boat, right? Seems like a big problem, but God's looking at it, the sin that you're fighting against or whatever, and he's looking at it from outer space, and all he sees is water, sin is sin, right? Right. That's That's the way God would see it. It's it's that there's I'm trying to think of how to put this. There is one sin, okay, and that's the mountain. We'll call it the mountain. The we'll mountain. Call, Mount Kilimanjaro. All right. So from outer space, you can kind of pinpoint that hey, there's a big, large mass there, mm-hmm. or we'll call it a continent if you if you don't think we can see that from. So we'll call <laughs> it a continent, okay? That's the big. But something that you can see, right, from outer space, like I can see the land. All right, so that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and then all else, all other sin is water. Okay. So, all that water sin looks the same from outer space, right? And then the land mass looks different than the water from outer space, and that's how God, I think, is a is an easier way for me personally to understand the difference between the two. But yeah, anyways, continue on. No, no, well, I was I was sucked into your your illustration, but it's, it's more the fact of. You know, when people ask me, Mark, does does how how does God see our sin? And it's like, well, you know, sin has different consequences based on what it does. I mean, all sin has consequences. Right. Some have, I I mean, the consequence for murder is a lot different than the consequence for me lying to my mom. Yeah, it's prison. Like, well, or or death penalty. You know, like it, right. it, it could be anything. It's the fact of, yeah, different sin has different consequences, and right. it might result and manifest in different ways. Right. Natural consequences or what people deem as right and wrong consequences. There's, there's a difference between, you know, the consequence of touching a hot stove and chopping your hand off with an axe. There's a difference. Well, I, I will, that, wow. Yeah. So I'm just, <laughs> but there's different consequences right. for it. But at the end of the day, the thing that I'm, that I, re- I wrestle with two things with this conversation. Um, I, I will say this. If you are a firm, like a believer in Jesus and you're scared, oh, did I commit the unpardonable sin? Which this actually goes back to Puritan beliefs. In fact, the Puritans were the ones that were always the most scared about committing the unpardonable sin. In fact, there's a story of, um, What's it? Did you really just tongue click into the microphone? Yes, I did. That's my thinking tongue click. Um, what's his name? John Child. There you go. So John Child, he was a Puritan pastor. He actually took his life because he was so distraught that he actually committed this sin that he couldn't even live with himself anymore. Wow. John Bunyan actually really wrestled with you, this. You know who else I think committed the unforgivable sin that couldn't live with himself judas judas right but it's but these puritans who follow jesus and i think a lot of it goes back to arminian theology in all honesty where where you can do stuff that separates you from god you can choose to walk away since you choose to walk into god's grace um but you know it's always been a struggle and it's always been a wrestle but i don't think a christian who follows jesus and knows sin like we're gonna sin we're gonna screw up i mean the bible talks about the prodigal son who went and did all these terrible things, but when he came back home, the father ran out to greet him. Well, and threw a feast for him. Yeah, and had a had a freaking party. Like, they killed the best of the best. Right. But the thing I have always struggled with is this, with sin, is Jesus says, and we have to take his word literally, where it says, if you deny me, I'll deny you. Mm. So a lot of early Christians actually believe, like, like early church, like early, early, early church, believe that the unforgivable sin was denying Jesus in the face of your persecutors. Of no, no, I don't, I don't follow him. So you could save your own neck. 
Well, some people believe that, but then also the, well, with the, First John five, it talks about God's love and God's forgiveness. Oh, for, forgive your sins. You walk in well, the light. You you do these different things. Me, but then me, it talks about the, the 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 seriousness of sin too. Let me go back, okay, to the what you had just previously said before that last sentence paragraph. Whatever. I said a lot of things. So you had said that if you deny Christ, He will deny you. Okay, right. So we look at that and and you know, hey, that's a that's a pretty big thing. Um. But I want to distinguish that um, because we look at Peter, mm. the apostle who denied Christ three times. And actually, he was there present during the trial when he denied Christ, probably within earshot. We don't know for well, sure. But um, I think it's Luke where it says that the second he, the, he rooster crowed, Jesus looked yeah. at Peter. So, and people are like, oh, well, didn't, didn't he? So the difference in um, is kind of what I was t- trying to talk about and make clear earlier, and I don't know if I did or not, but I'm going to try it again now, mm-hmm. is the heart, okay? Christ talked about these sins, murder, and uh, and lo- or murder and adultery and hate and lust. Mm-hmm. You know, he took it to the, the heart, the issue of the heart, because it doesn't matter what the outside of the glass, how dirty it is, it's what the cleanliness of the inside of the glass that really matters. Um, Peter was really did love Christ in his heart. Right, right. I mean, so much so that Jesus said, I'm, "Upon you, I'm going to build my rock." I would, you know, the you know the church <laughs> from Peter. But uh, then you look at uh, the the Pharisees and Sadducees, even though they were clinging on the outside, the inside of them was dirty, and they hated Jesus. And I think that's where Jesus was speaking to when he, these scriptures came about yeah definitely so i want to read a. I wasn't planning on doing this but i want to read a quick article not a full article just a paragraph from jonathan pennington from the gospel coalition this is not desiring god this is the gospel coalition um in one of his paragraphs um i'll read one sentence in the next paragraph he says so what does the blasphemy against the holy spirit really mean this is us bringing it back and how does it apply to us today in short i suggest and this is interesting he says i suggest because you know it's, it's hard to pinpoint, but he suggests that it is a specific, active, and final choice to declare the person and work of Jesus as being demonic in origin. This specific, uh, the specific, the specific, what? It's like seeing an enemy. I can't say seeing specific. What? Specific. How's it spelled? It's specific. Specific? It's within city at the end. The specificity, there you go. There you go. The, uh, that word. Of this charge is clearest in the most detailed version of the event we have as retold by Matthew. And then after that, hopefully this paragraph will have not as hard words. Um, it says, this in turn also explains the equally troubling um, saying in verse uh, chapter 12, verses 36 through 37. It says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Rather than being a general statement indicating all of um, all of us will be faced at the penalty gates with an embarrassing video recording of all the stupid things we have said in life, these verses directly address and complete the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit argument. Jesus is warning his opponents that these careless words, the careless words being that Jesus' work is demonic in origin, will be the result or will end up resulting in their condemnation. Another way of saying they won't be forgiven for this hardened position of opposition towards him. Mm. So the, the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is not an act that you do. It's not a sin 
that you commit, it's an active stance against Jesus. What's in your heart? It's saying that you are not this, and in fact, yeah. you are the complete opposite of who you claim to be. Right. So, so going into the real world conversation, um, you, you're you're more charismatic than I am. I mean, that's go going completely changing guards, but we're I'm, not. I'm not Benny Hinn. Charismatic, no, no, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. So we see these different types of churches, like uh, Bethel. Bethel Church right. is crazy charismatic. Yep. Elevation is is getting that. Actually, Elevation is getting kind of crazy. Um, a bunch of Hillsong. Planet Shakers, a lot right. of these very big Pentecostal, uh, spirit-driven churches. We see all these different things, and so many Christians will talk about the healings and this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Do you think that us saying, no, that's not the work of the Holy Spirit, that's the work of the devil doing all that kind of stuff, is that the same as as what Jesus was doing, you think? I Bring it into I, the 21st century? I don't, think, I don't think so, and here's why. I don't think... Um, I don't think people understand. Okay, so okay. there's there's a lack of knowledge there. There there's baby milk and there's meat of scripture. Um, as a charismatic, charismatic, more charismatic. I'm not charismatic. I'm not like a holy roller. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't You're not like, a holy roller. I don't roll around on the floor and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I do believe um, in the gifts of the spirit. And I do believe that everything that happened in biblical times um, can be used today. And here's why I make that statement. Uh, I am not dumb enough to put God in a box. Do I say that it happens all the time? No. I'm not going to say that, you know, every day there's a healing. There may be. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to say that tongues aren't for today. Speaking in tongues. Because... They could be. I, I don't know. I'm not God. I'm not in every part in the world. I'm not omnipotent, and I'm not omniscient. So I don't know. Uh, I only know what happens to me in my life and the interactions that I have. Um, so for for a person to say, oh, healings don't happen today, or tongues don't happen today, I think that person is naive and trying to put God in a box. Rather than rather flat than, out saying, no, you are the work of Satan. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I think it's just they just um they don't know. It's the way they've been brought up, the way they've been taught. Um uh, they just you you it, people try to put God in a box too often and that's not the thing as Christians that we should do cuz we don't know God. The the amount that we know about God and his ways is so minute. And uh I guess for me I'm just not dumb enough to make bold statements like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like you know, God is so much bigger and more powerful. I'm just in, in such awe uh, of of God and what I do know, which is nothing compared to who he actually is. So mm-hmm. for me to say, that's not for today, or this isn't for today, that only happened back then, this only happened back then, or it's, I can't say that. Like, that's a different category for you. Right. Right. Like, like, like for me... Um, I guess we're getting close to final thoughts, getting close to laying the plan. Sure, here. sure. Let's 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 work um, into it. So I'll at least give my final thoughts, and we can talk about my final thoughts with your final thoughts. But you know, it's one of those things where when I hear blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, it doesn't seem to me to be talking about the the soft conscience, soft spirited Christian who is trying to honor God in all that they do. That 
that's not who Jesus was talking to. He wasn't mm-hmm. talking to the believers that has a, a good conscience of, of the Holy Spirit working and prodding and revealing sin and feeling not necessarily the, the, the shame, cause, but the guilt of the sin and, 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 and the, what it actually does to your relationship with God. Right. You know, normally those are the people that are so ner- or it's people who have relatives who are doing things that are terrible and they're just nervous about them. But, you know, for the person who is very much a soft conscience, listening to the Holy Spirit, feeling that the weight of their sin and sorrow and, oh, oh my goodness, how on earth could God forgive me for that? Did I ever commit the unpardonable sin? Right. That's not who Jesus is talking to. Jesus is talking to the person who dug their heels into the ground and said, you, I am against you. I am not for you, right. Jesus. Like I, I, I hear it. I believe it, but I'm choosing to reject it right. because it is. That's not true. Yeah. Even though you know it in the hardness of hearts, it may be true, but I'm not going to follow it. And and then this is when Piper will say, "That's when God will remove the Holy Spirit from allowing that person's right. eyes to be opened and well, enlightened to follow." That's him. where Scripture talks about God will actually turn them to a reprobate mind, which we actually see in the Old Testament with King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, that's why he was grazing like a goat for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also talks about it in the in the New Testament about how if you remove yourself, if if you come to that, if you harden your heart and you come to that place, and God removes the Holy Spirit from you, and you become come as a reprobate mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. Now, I, I do want to say this though. I thought, and, and this is where I'll end my thought is that one guy, Jonathan Pennington from uh, the Gospel Coalition, in that very last sentence of his article, he says this. The Peters and Pauls and millions of other believers through history have failed and fallen and have yet found Jesus' smiling, welcoming face of forgiveness. And so for for those of you guys who are listening out there who, um, honestly, if if you made it this far, I I would assume that you're some some Catholic, Protestant, charismatic, conservative, whatever you are. I have a feeling you're you're, you're probably a follower of Jesus if you're listening to this many episodes (laughs) of RTC and and tracking. Or maybe this is your first time. Or maybe it's the first time. If if that's the case, that's awesome. But it's one of those things where I want this to be known is— you can never go so far from God that you can't turn around and seek his face of forgiveness. Except, and Jesus warns about this, and, and this is hard for me to understand and grasp and, and say, is the fact of there comes a point where there is no, there absolutely is no turning back. Right. And and the way I always believed it was, wasn't as a, right, because Jesus says in this life or the life to come, but you know there there's a time where if you die constantly saying no Jesus no Jesus no Jesus that's the world to come of there there is no forgiveness for you mm-hmm. but at the same time if God's calling if God's moving if God's doing all these different things there's a pretty strict warning from Jesus that says don't deny it don't don't run away and it's hard for me to say cuz I'm such a grace love guy like there's the side of grace and yeah. truth and I'm such on the love side I think I think you're st- you're still stuck in that mindset of <clears throat> of that, you know, if if you're seeing like healing mm. and you're denying the healing or saying, Hey, that's fake, you know, whatever. Oh, not that no, I'm saying like okay. if, if you actually might... feel the moving of God saying, Yes, you need to follow Jesus, yes, you're a sinner, yes, God's the only way, and you're constantly fighting that. Is that well, when eventually Jesus will just, or the Holy Spirit will just be like, Yeah. See, I think there is a war in our spirit. I think that's why Paul. Yeah, says, we wrestle with. We don't wrestle with. So I think. Blood, but I think if you're struggling with the sin, you continue to fall, but you're still struggling. You're fighting the fight. Uh, I think you're in the right spot because the Holy Spirit's still working on you, still, still convicting you. But if you lose that desire, there's a hardness in your heart, and um, 
you could potentially blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Um, but I think if if you're listening right now and you're struggling of even the thought of have I committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? I hope not, or whatever that you know that fear that we had talked about in the beginning of the podcast. I personally don't think you have anything to worry about because you're already you're struggling with even the thought of possibly committing that. Um, the Holy Spirit is convicting you about something in your life, so be careful. You're you're there on the you're there on an edge. And, and and will a lot of people ever get to that spot? I don't know. I yeah. Because Jesus know. talking to a very specific people in a very specific place who they were watching the Son of God be the Son of God, and mm-hmm. He even said, you know, if you deny me, eh, that's one thing. But don't you ever attribute the power of the Holy Spirit to Satan? Yeah, but I again, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. So what happens back then? Those types of those today. types of statements. It's just like the that to me is on on par with the Great Commission. You know, that was back then too. He was telling those people back then, but it was still the Great Commission that we follow as Christians today. Right. And and that's what we need to realize that there is one unforgivable sin. And whether you uh, agree with us in this conversation or not on blasphemy, um, seek it out for yourself. You know, seek it out to what you, you think the understanding is because you don't want to get to that place. And, and, and I hope people... Like this is one of those conversations where uh, this is a it's a wrestling match still. Yeah. Like even in my own head, like this is still a wrestling match. This right. isn't something I have a concrete answer on, you know, because real world experiences kind of change how you view certain mm, things. Yeah. But you know, this is the warning to the. Uh, I, I should say this: if you're a Christian out there and you're always so nervous of did you commit the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, I don't think. Uh, I think feel the weight of your sin, but I don't think you need to worry that all of a sudden that. If, if that if that feeling of guilt's right. on you, that's good for you to forgive and turn, repent, and 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 keep walking with Jesus. Right. It's it's the warning to the person who knows the truth and suppresses it, or or just or flat out flat denies. out denies it and right. walks away. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Any so. any other final thoughts, my friend, before we close her down? Be encouraged if if you're listening and you're there's conviction right now. Hey, look, you got somebody who's at the at the right hand of, of the Father right now, pleading your case like a, the best lawyer that the world has ever known. Um, well, likewise, you have Satan probably trying to talk about all the sins that you're committing now or have committed. Um, but but turn, to, turn to the cross. Turn to the cross. Christ, uh, Christ is still obviously working on you. The Holy Spirit is still working on you. Um, and there is forgiveness, and there is grace, and there is mercy. Yeah, and, and, and I want to say this. First John 1 John 1.9 says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, you can't end There's it any better than that. Nowhere to end it. But, but give us your thoughts, guys. I mean, I know we always mention it, but we really want your thoughts yeah. on this conversation. Some people might have a more hardline stance. Some people might be like, and that's, I don't know. And that's all right. Well, I mean. This is real talk, bro. We want to have the conversation. Right. So so if you if you message, not, we respond to messages too, but you you, you shoot us a little comment on Facebook or Instagram. We'll, we'll, we'll work hard on responding to you. Yep. It might take a few days because, you know, we got kids and jobs and lives, but. We'll still respond. We'll, we will respond unless we Twitter, will. Twitter, unless Twitter, uh, unless Twitter locks us out again. I don't uh, not Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. I don't know why Instagram keeps doing that. Typically, we respond within the week. Yep. I'll throw that out there. Yep. <laughs> a couple episodes ago, I was trying to respond to people, but Instagram kept saying, nope, 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 yeah. nope, for four days straight. So right. a couple episodes ago about the church overusing church members, I'm sorry if I didn't respond to those. Yeah. But 
Facebook didn't let me. But so, but continue the thoughts, man. Write us on Instagram, Facebook. We actually have a new email address now. Give them the, the our, new, our new email, email address is about as easy to remember as you possibly could think of. Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. What? We are so, so simple. We made life so simple for you that if there's no excuse not to email Again, us. Again, Real Talk Christian Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're Mama Yates, email us there so we can send us your so we can send you yeah. the fun stuff. Right. The goodies. The, the goodies. The swag bag. The, the little little the mini swag bag. The mini I like that. The mini swag bag. But hey, before we let you get off, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the sunshine or the rain or the snow because at Michiana we can have all three in one day like we did this past week. We gotta cheer you up real quick because this was a tough conversation. It was a hard conversation. So Fuller, can you can can you help us can you give us a fun fact? You know, it's... Or is, it, is this a Debbie Downer fun fact, too? It's, I don't know this one. It's both. It's both. And it's neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it baffled you. What, what's what's that old thing with the cat? The, something uh, Schrodinger, Schrodinger's box? Oh, yeah. Or is the cat dead or alive? Right. And the answer is both and, but and, also and neither, neither nor. Right, exactly. Yep. So, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about guilt and and repentance and all this and and can I just say you know Janelle you're you're gonna disagree with me here but I'm glad oh, I'm, no. I'm not living in Canada right now <laughs> and here's why she's gonna disagree with you on this oh she wants to move to Canada but here's why okay okay Canadians say sorry you know like, yeah I'm so sorry. sorry I don't know what you don't get a boot but I'm sorry yeah uh, so much that the apology act was passed in 2009, declaring that an apology can't be used as evidence of admission of guilt. <laughs> so Canadians so they were the like, word, I'm sorry, so People were much. like, oh, I'm sorry, and they're like, you know, that's guilty right there. That's a guilty verdict right but, there. So but they Canadians had to, are just so polite. Yeah, so they had to p- pass an act called the Apology Act that says that that cannot be used against them as an admission of guilt. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. That's a fun fact. But but uh, I'm I'm glad I don't live there because if you're that bad off where you have to like create an act an, a, a law, you say sorry way too much. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they always say if you get in a car accident, never apologize first. Never say, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Because right. they'll hold you that's against a, it. That's an admission of guilt. So so, word to your mother. You get in a car accident, shut your mouth. So sorry. You move to Canada, you can say you're sorry. <laughs> All the time you're protected under the <laughs> under that act. I so, love it. Well, hey, Fuller. Under the Apology Act. Bro, this conversation's been real. It's been great, guys. Awesome. Thanks for listening, and join us next time. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.